Welcome to the Headlight Podcast. Um, uh, this is our first uh, inaugural uh, episode. Uh, Bismillah. Uh, today we have a special guest with us, uh, Nadia Khan, who is uh, involved in a variety of different activities and, and projects that she'll be talking to us about. Uh, so welcome, Nadia. You want to tell us a little bit about yourself today? Thank you. Assalamu alaikum. Uh, my name is Nadia Khan. I uh, am from Atlanta, Georgia, and um, have a background in nonprofit management. I am a stay-at-home mom, uh, mother of three boys who keep me super busy. Um, and I moved into the Triangle area about 11 years ago and um, have just recently gotten back into, after having my kids and everything, gotten back into... Um, you know, the nonprofit world and doing service and things like that. So, yeah. Cool. So you were involved in the nonprofit world before kids as well? I was. Uh, I, uh, I, you know, if I go back, way back in time, I, you know, have been kind of doing this for a long time. But before um, getting my master's degree, I was working at the March of Dimes in Atlanta. And uh, before that, too, even through, like, care in Atlanta and things like that, I was, I was doing. And then when I moved to um, the Triangle, I... I was on the youth committee back then, and then um, working, volunteering with Karen as well. It's another nonprofit here in, in the Triangle. So yeah, and then I took a break <laughs> when yeah, I had the kids. Of course, yeah, of course. Yeah. How old are your kids now? Uh, two, six, and eight. Oh, fun ages yes. for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So obviously natural to take, taking a break, but it sounds like you're you're back full force. I'm trying uh, to be. And, yeah, and, still and, getting and there. <laughs> involved in a lot of projects, so that's 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 awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, so uh, tell me a little bit about kind of um, what your uh, what you're working on now and what kind of your <clears throat> passions are and like what uh, what kind of got you got you started in those areas. Okay, uh, so currently I'm kind of involved with four organizations that I'm going to talk about. So the first is the Mom, which is the Triangle Association of Muslim American Mothers. Uh, it was started by Asma Khan uh, about four years ago, and the um, idea is to serve within and outside the Muslim community. Basically, you know, a, a lot of us do these service projects and things like that, but we just don't do it in a collaborative manner. Like, we don't do it together, and so this way we are sho- we're showing the community that, look, as Muslims, we do this stuff, you know, and... Um, so, so really putting our faith into action. Right, exactly. Um, so it is a service-based nonprofit. And um, so within the Muslim community, we do things like um, working with refugees and helping settling refugee families, um, you know, even offering them like driving lessons, you know, job advice, things like that, providing them food and, you know, um, furniture, things like that. And then... Um, we do like our annual Ramadan projects, um, which I can talk about later. But um, we do like Ramadan care pack- packages, e-toy drive, and a annual refugee iftar. Um, and then we do work with non-Muslim. Like a lot of we we collaborate with a lot of non-Muslim um, nonprofits. So we will take part in walks. Like we've done the MS walk a few times, and. Um, we have an ongoing project with the Oak City Outreach Center, so we provide um, meals, provide and serve meals to them uh, like four times a year. So, uh, and then we've done like a school supply drive we do every year um, that we we pick a school in an underserved area, one school a year, and we do a drive and we provide them with their school supplies. So, you know, that's really a nice project, and they really appreciate that uh, every year. So, so yeah, that's so I'm on the board for that. Um, 
And uh, so the next... Well, how, how did that organization start? Were you part of its inception? And so, uh, kind of like, how did, it, how did it come about? So Asma Khan had the idea. Uh-huh. And uh, she approached me and was like, you know, I'm thinking of doing this. And, you know, again, her idea behind it was just, we, we do these things and we show up and people are like, oh, there's Muslims here. You know, Muslims do this too. <laughs> you know, and so she was like, you know, we need to show up with our T-shirts and show that, you know, we're here as a group. You know, right. it's not just a few of us around. So, yeah, then she asked me to join the board, and, you know, I was on from day one. So, you know, so, yeah. um, So the inspiration really was like, hey, Muslims are here as well. Right. Let's make it a more visible presence instead of just sort of, you know, on the fringes. No, let's be like a central part of the community. Exactly. And really talk, uh, walk the walk, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, we're not living in a bubble. We don't just stay at home and pray all day. You know, we are a part of the community. We're taking part. You know, we're doing our civic duty, things like that. So... So, yeah, that's kind of the reason behind it. And um, they've, you know, accomplished so much already, you know, so, yeah. Cool. Mm -hmm. So we'll definitely get to the accomplishments. Yeah. Um, uh, You want to talk about a couple more things, I think. So go ahead and share those. Sure. So uh, uh, I'm also involved in the youth committee. I mentioned, you know, when I first moved here, I did get on the youth committee and then took some time off. So. Um, Brother Ahmed Bainouni asked me to get back on. Who's uh, the current chair? chair, Yes, uh, of the management team is what we call it now. Um, So he uh, asked me to join back, and I've been on it for about a year and a half now. So, um, and I you guys had some really exciting news recently, right? We had uh, a new hire, I think. Right, yeah. So, um, part of the reason he brought me on was to help find the youth director, which they, uh, you know, wanted to hire to make the program stronger again. Um, so, yeah, so we found uh, our first female youth director, yeah, Fatma awesome. Hadadji, and uh, she just started like two months ago. So, so, yeah, she's doing an awesome job. Really excited to have her on board. Um, so, you know, one thing that she's working on is rebranding the youth program. So now it's known as Thrive at IAR. And, uh, you know, recently had two Ramadan pep rallies to kind of kick off, um, you know, the Thrive, um, you know, name, brand. And um, one was for the younger youth and then was was for the older youth. And Alhamdulillah, both successful events, you know, big turnout and everything. So, so yeah, we're excited to see, you know, what's going to be coming in the next, you know, That's awesome. few years. Yeah, so. definitely definitely an uh, opportunity for a future episode. I'd love to get Fatima yeah. and on. Yeah, definitely. So, uh, well, maybe with getting in more, more in-depth on, on the, the youth committee with, with her as well. Right, right, yeah. Uh, yeah, and then third, I'd like to mention the Lighthouse Project, which, of course, <laughs> you're familiar <laughs> with. Um, so yeah, I, Nadia and I, for those not familiar, Nadia and I are both on the board at, at Project Lighthouse here in downtown Raleigh. Yes. Uh, Nadia's gotten involved really recently and uh, is, is really helping out. Yeah, so I recently joined the board just in January, and, um, you know, the thing I like about the, the Lighthouse Project is, you know, the way it empowers the youth, and, uh, you know, I feel like a lot of times, you know, we kind of overlook the youth, you know, as like yeah. a as like a even especially I feel like as a Muslim community like oh they're still too young they're still finding themselves you know they're not serious about anything yet you know but I I really appreciate how the lighthouse you know has become a platform for the youth to really do things you know and they they're showcasing their talent and their smarts and you know so I really, you know, admire what the Lighthouse Project is doing. So I'm happy to be a part of it. <laughs> yeah, definitely and, got a long way to go. Very yeah. ambitious goals. And, right, right. You know, I think any, any nonprofit, and you, you probably know this uh, well yourself as well, it takes, takes a long time for, uh, you know, the ideas to solidify and crystallize. Uh, and then become reality, right? right. That's all, it's all very, very long. And <laughs> I think as, as Muslims, we sometimes have a short kind of uh, an expectation of 
of progress, quick mm-hmm. progress. Right. And the reality is things take take a little longer of course, uh, yeah. to get off the ground than we envision in our heads, which is just uh, it's part of the process. Right, right. Um, so with that, I recently helped organize the fundraising event, which was in March of this year. And alhamdulillah, huge success. Big huge hit. success. Uh, we hit our fundraising goal, which, and on top of that, I just, it was really nice. Like the event w- itself was nice. People genuinely enjoyed it, you know, and so that was, it was a great great event and just really happy with you know what what we were able to come up with together as a team so alhamdulillah like really happy about that um then finally i'll mention the triangle muslim moms group on facebook um it's just something that i created back in 2011 when i had recently become a mom and uh i just noticed there was like a void you know on facebook for the triangle area to have you know a little space for muslim mothers you know where we could just ask questions guide each other and that this and that you know so I started it and it's blossomed. It's huge. Like it has yeah. over 2,200 members now. Wow. And it's constantly growing. Every day I got requests to join and um, we do only accept women, <laughs> but uh, it's, it's just become such a nice like support group for each for moms to, you know, ask questions. Like, you know, people have asked all kinds of questions, you know, where like very personal questions about whether it's their kids or marriage, you know anything, you know, and then the other thing that has really surprised me that has come from this group is the number of Muslim business women in the area that really, yeah, and they're literally doing everything from like catering to like artwork and to like, you know, service like hair and makeup and, you know, real estate and like, literally every day people are posting about their business. And so I've had to kind of manage that and limit it because it can become a little, you know, spammy after a while. So, but yeah, I mean, and you know, I love that this has become like a platform for these moms to like, you know, do these kind of things that they have, you know, so much talent at, you know. So yeah, it's it's really grown and growing and people are, and the other thing is like, it's it's funny, I'll be out like at the grocery store and people come up to me like, are you Nadeha? And I'm like, why? You know? <laughs> They're like, you're from the Triangle Muslim Moms Group. I'm like, oh yeah, that's me. So uh, it's really nice that it's it's really impacted people so much, you know? Right, so, that's awesome. Yeah. So. And 2200, I mean, just, just putting that in perspective, I mean, I think I've heard estimates of Muslims in, in the Raleigh, uh, greater Raleigh area being between like, you know, 10,000, maybe 15,000. So 2200 is is a huge percentage <laughs> yeah, of yeah. that you know community so yeah. that's amazing that it's grown that that big yeah. uh, any notable stories uh from from the uh triangle muslim moms group um i mean there's always like there can be drama i will say that you know <laughs> <laughs> but it, it, it'd be it's surprising that it's very limited maybe like once a year i've had to like delete posts and okay. comments and things like that um uh, but everyone's pretty tame you know uh you know no nothing like sticks out as like a crazy story so yeah, yeah. okay but, so um, you're, you're basically like this moderator that's moderating this massive right. group yeah um, and i do i do take the time to try and read every post to make sure that wow. you know it's relevant it's not like just you know people posting random things I don't read all the comments because that can be overwhelming, but um, but I do, you know, spend time doing that because I want it to be n- not just another group where people ignore the posts and, you know, are just on it. I want it to be, like, you know, doing something, you know, and being, like, a place where people refer to it as, like, a resource. And, and they are, so it's it's great. Yeah, yeah I, I think people sometimes take that for granted as mm-hmm. well, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. there's, this, there's this massive group of people, and it right. takes time and effort and energy to 
to um, sort of cater or cultivate uh, the space right. and, and moderate it in a way yeah. that it's productive. <laughs> right. And, yeah. And uh, so, yeah, that's uh, something that's underappreciated or underrecognized mm-hmm. sometimes is how much effort it takes to, yeah. to do that. <laughs> Uh, so cool, uh, working on obviously a lot of really impactful, meaningful projects here in the Triangle area. Um, what, what has inspired you to do this work? And, and almost more importantly, what, what continues to inspire you every day, right? Because yeah. like, I think um, it's, it's easy for us to get motivated one day. We're like, oh, this is something that's really important. But uh, I think a lot of times people get that energy that, and then they, they start a project or they, they start exploring the project and they're like, oh, wow, this is a lot of work. <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I don't know what I want to, you know, if I want right. to continue doing this. But obviously you've been involved in these projects over time, have invested mm-hmm. a lot of time, you've built them up. Right. So what what continues to inspire you to, to do this work? Yeah. Well, I mean, first and foremost, I think it's our faith, you know, like as a Muslim, like, you know, part, like I mentioned before, we don't live in a bubble. We're not supposed to just stay at home and pray all day. We are supposed to be out there visible and, you know, helping the needy and doing these things. So I think that's, you know, the background behind it. But I mean, I will start off with my dad, you know, like uh, he, you know, obviously being a first generation immigrant, I think a lot of our parents had to be build the first masjids and build the first communities and things like that. So he was, you know, growing up, I remember being on the board of the masjid, being on the board of like um, Pakistani, like cultural organizations and like even like non-Muslim, you know, um, projects and things like that. So, and I just remember him going to meetings and things like that. And, um, and I can remember as far back as second grade, I was like on student government and it just, it's something that I've always enjoyed doing. And honestly, I still enjoy it. Like, you know, I think that the motivation comes from just the energy you get from being around people who have those similar interests, you know. And so, like, you know, just collaborating with people, sitting. I mean, you know, the meetings can be a little, like, drawn out sometimes. But I honestly, I enjoy, like, seeing these people and talking about it. And, you know, I, I just genuinely en- enjoy it. And, um, you know, and I told you about my background, like, you know, in college and and. And then getting my degree in it and everything it was just yeah. it's just it was just like a path for me and it, it ended up working out so so yeah very cool so yeah. your, your dad really shaped an influence I, think, I feel like that happens to a lot of us right, right? it's yeah. um sometimes it can be a little overwhelming because right. i think you're like we're going to the mosque again yeah. dad really yeah, i know you know like and why, why are we staying like four hours after i know after I know. the her prayer on a sunday yeah, yeah um but i think for a lot of us it's uh, once you get past the the commitment and the time and the difficulty, you're like, no, 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 this is really important. Right. And you get to see a little bit of like how how much work and effort it takes right. to build these things, mm-hmm. right? And, yeah. and and it's just it, it causes you to to start not taking them for granted and then to say and realize like how can I actually help and, right. and, and move things forward. And I mean, another thing is like you know being a mom, you know having kids. It's like you think about the future more, you know, right? Mm-hmm. It's like you want to leave a better world for them, you know, you want to have stronger youth programs so that they become, you know, good Muslims and they're, and you want to set an example that we contribute to society, you know, we are not just like dead weight, you know, so, um, you know, that's, you know, all that motivates me and inspires me, so. Awesome, awesome, thanks. So, um, uh, what's, what's, what have been like the highlights of these activities that you've had? Have you, as you've, you've obviously gone through a lot of experiences with different organizations, um, what's something that, you know, you, you feel is like the most rewarding, has been the most rewarding aspect or, or, or event that's happened? Right. I mean, like I said, I've been doing it for a long time. There's so many you know, that I can think of, but I, and I'll talk about two recent ones was, one was definitely the Lighthouse Project fundraiser. I mean, like just seeing people's faces when they were leaving, like genuinely. Tell us a little bit about the format, like for anyone that doesn't know, like what, 
what was the format of the uh, fundraiser that you organized and, right. and, and kind of like what, what made it different than, okay. than other events? So uh, it was a lot, very different. You know, it's not, it wasn't just a regular fundraising dinner. And, and this, this Faris had a lot to do with because, you know, he picked the venue, <laughs> yeah. which, you know, we were kind of just like, uh, I don't know if this is going to work. It was in Chapel Hill. <laughs> and uh, But Alhamdulillah, it was great. We had an open space where we had the food and people had a chance to mingle and take pictures and things like that. Um, then we moved over to like a auditorium type space and um, we had some of the local talent, you know, um, you know, they sang and they, you know, things like that. We had speakers come and um, we had Yasmin Al-Hadi come to do the fundraising, which she's hilarious. And um, <laughs> so she's, people, she's a comedian, right? She's a comedian, yeah. yeah. And I've known her actually from back in my Atlanta days. So, uh, so she's always been a very big personality and very, and, you know, fun to hang out with. So, <laughs> So I think, yeah, she was a big hit uh, with the community and gave us all big laughs, you know. So, so yeah, and then we were able to hit our goal of $100,000. So Alhamdulillah, like, uh, huge, it, was, huge. it was it was a great night. And, you know, um, so hearing the feedback from the community after was, is just, I still hear people talk about it. And, you know, somebody came up to me and said, that was the best fundraising event I've ever been to, which I was, like, <laughs> floored because I was just like, wow, you know, like, you know, fundraisers are kind of hard to make enjoyable sometimes because people feel like they we, have to go to we've this, We've all you know? sat through those, like, right. like really, really yeah, hard it's like dragged fundraisers on. where it's like, right. you know, like, why are we being held hostage? Exactly. You know, where's yeah. the food, right? Yeah, yeah. One of those types of fundraisers. But <laughs> right. it, was, it was very different here. The food right. was actually first. We knocked yes. it out, like, right at the beginning, yeah, right? yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I think, I think it was really, really an interesting uh, right. take on, on fundraising. Right. People were there because um, they wanted to be there rather than right. being forced to be there. So, right. So, and yeah. $100,000, I think it was raised, if I'm not mistaken, we did it all in like 15 minutes. Yeah, 15 minutes. Right? And it was a relatively small audience, too, you know, because right. the venue could only hold so, so many people. So yeah, we had what, like 150 150, yeah, yeah. Right. So, um, but yeah, it was it was great. And, you know, people enjoyed it and had fun. So it was it was great. Yeah. So, yeah, that was a, definitely a great moment for me um, and for us as a team, you know, the um, and then uh, another one I'll talk about is the um, every year through Tamam, we do a refugee iftar. And so last year we held it at the apartment complex where um, a lot of the refugee families live. And we did it outside and, you know, we obviously it was iftar time. So um, and I brought my family and people brought their families. I brought my kids and everything. So, you know, it was just nice being able to sit together and pray together and, you know, share a meal together and share stories together, you know. And they, you know, truly appreciated us taking the time to come over there and sit with them and eat with them. You know, because a lot of times we do help you know, refugee families. We donate to them, things like that, but we don't really spend time with them, you know? Don't include them so, in our community. Exactly, yeah. So they're kind of isolated, you know? And so they were so appreciative, and, you know, the kids enjoyed it. Everyone did. And so that was definitely a great moment. So, yeah. Very cool, very cool. Um, so, uh, and I'm going to move on to, like, another topic that's, like, what's what's one thing that uh, almost no one knows about, you know, take, take us behind the scenes, right? right? <laughs> what, what happens behind the curtain uh, that, that no one sees or no one knows, mm-hmm. but you think is, is a, uh, a remarkable or, or interesting uh, thing? Right. Yeah, I mean, and I kind of mentioned this already, like, uh, that there is a lot of people show up for the event or they show up for the program or something, but they don't know about the details that, you know, we spend hours, you know, like <laughs> discussing, you know. So that's what, like, you know, it's like somebody will say, you know, oh, that was great. Oh, but did you notice the color of the napkins are like they match this? And, the, you know, it's like, no, you know, we didn't notice. But overall, that's what makes the project or the event or whatever look nice, you know. Sure. But, yeah, so just the time it takes, you know, and the team it takes to pull off these events, you know. 
I think a lot of people don't realize that, you know, the effort, the amount of effort that uh, it takes and the collaboration and everything. So, um, yeah, like just the, it's not a one man show, you know, yeah. that's the thing. Like, you know, you, a lot of times people will be like, oh, that person was the MC. So, you know, it's like, well, you know, there were people behind the curtain doing yeah. stuff too, you know, of course, you know, everyone is important, you know, it's a team effort and everything. So, um, so next, next basically the takeaway, next time you're at an event, make sure you notice the color of the napkin. Yeah, exactly. And thank, <laughs> thank the organizers, right? Yeah. 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 So, um, so, yeah. so, so cool. I mean, I think that is something that's really important and that people don't think about all the time and energy that goes in, even, even the minute details. Mm-hmm, and I mm-hmm. think sometimes those conversations even can be, uh, very long and drawn out and it's like something really trivial, right. but it's important to have that right. collaboration and that consensus, mm-hmm. um, uh, as, as a group, and sometimes it can just take time to get there. Right, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, cool. What what kinds of um, challenges have you pa- faced in, in this space? Uh, you know, going through it, obviously having a family of mm-hmm. three young kids, yeah. <laughs> uh, lots of time commitments, being involved in different organizations. Um, can you tell us about sort of what, what some of the, the challenges are? Right. So, uh, personally, you know, as you mentioned, you know, I have the three kids, and, you know, if anybody asks me, like, what do I do? That's what I'm going to say. I'm a stay-at-home mom. You know, I don't... Job number one. Like right. Primary responsibility. You know, yeah. yeah. So they are my primary job. And, um, you know, so I do have to give it to my husband and my in-laws, especially. They're there with them right now. <laughs> uh, you know, that take the time to let me come out and do these things. You know, they're really supportive. So that is that is a challenge, just balancing, like, everyone's schedules and, you know, the kids and this and that. So... Um, that's a personal challenge, but uh, I would say more. And we couldn't do it without the help of it. It's almost like a community of people around right, us exactly. that, that support us. And so, huge, huge thank you uh, to them <laughs> to, to, who continue to, to help and support um, people like you yeah. uh, to, to really you know, give to the community uh, despite all these other commitments. Right, definitely. Um, and then, uh, so like more professionally, I guess, um, you know, as I said, I took a break for a few years. So just getting back into it, I was a little nervous, you know, about just, can I still do this? I feel like I have mom brain now. Like I can't think about anything beyond Which like, is a real thing, by the way. <laughs> it mom is brain, totally, totally real thing. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. So, uh, <laughs> I'll, so I'll I, even claim that there's like a dad brain as well. You're not two young kids at home. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Uh, so, <laughs> So, um, and again, I, I'll give my husband credit for that. He kind of pushed me, like, you can still do this. Come on, you know. And uh, so just getting back into it was a little tough. And, and, you know, in this kind of work, you do need to make connections with people, right? You, you know, I feel like. And the more time you spend doing it, the more connections you make. So it's kind of like, you know. Um, Community work. I mean, you got to know people and you got to be able to reach out to a group. Exactly. Involved, yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. And so, uh, you know, that was, it's still kind of a little bit of, bit of a challenge, you know, just getting back into it and, you know, making the time for these meetings and, you know, meeting new people and things like that. Um, and then in the work itself, uh, I think nonprofits across the board have the issue of, you know, the donor, motivating donors and um, volunteers. And uh, and I, I feel like it's a little bit harder in the Muslim nonprofit world because, mm-hmm. you know, this area is kind of saturated, I feel like, with a lot of... Muslim nonprofit or Muslim organizations and not just say in this area like nationally and internationally like everyone I feel like the same people are being asked to donate and to hmm. you know come to their events and this and that so yeah I think we have an iftar uh, this year we have two iftars on the same night oh. by, I think one is Islamic relief and mm-hmm. one is helping hand if I'm right. not mistaken and it's like on the same night right yeah um, so I mean and it's like there's limited people you know limited amounts of funds and this and that and and everyone i think wants genuinely wants to support these but they have to kind of pick and choose you know so i feel like that's a challenge to keep uh, you know 
these people motivated is why should we choose this organization? You know, what makes you so special or different? And, and so I think that's a, that's an ongoing challenge with, with every nonprofit. And, um, so, yeah, I mean, I think just keeping up with the current trends and social media and things like that, uh, I think really help. Um, you know, I feel like unfortunately the organizations that aren't up to date with that are kind of getting left behind. So, you know, yeah. Cool. Very cool. Uh, and then if you had kind of um, unlimited resources, right? I mean, this is always a constraint. You just talked about it. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, resources, financial, and then resources like people, right? Always limited in the nonprofit world. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's always mission-driven. Mission is first. Uh, but then we, we struggle kind of on the financial side or on the on the people support side. If you had unlimited of those, right? Someone wrote you a check <laughs> yeah, with, with, you know, fill in the number, take it, use mm-hmm. it. And you had, you know, great volunteers that were committed, dedicated, passionate, <laughs> and, and any other resources that you think of, like, what, how would you deploy them? Like, what would be the thing you'd be like, awesome, now that we have this, we can now do this or that, right? right? right. Like, what, what, how would you take advantage of that? I mean, like I said, I, I mean, it's so hard for me to choose, like, one thing that I would do <laughs> because I just, I feel like I want to support everything. And and there's so much work out there that Right, exactly. Yeah. Like, no one is doing, has a nonprofit that's not doing anything good, right? I right. mean, it's like, whether, even within the Muslim community, whether we're helping refugees or the youth or, like, yeah. you know, women or, you know, It's anything. kind of like asking it's you like, to pick a favorite child. Exactly, like, yeah, like yeah. But, um, but... You know, if I go back to the question that you had written to me before, uh, I, you know, I think you asked if I could be queen for the day. You said king, but I will say queen. <laughs> and right, we'll make that change. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I think more than just getting the funds and getting the volunteers, I think setting an example as a leader, like mm-hmm. any leader who sets an example, leads by example, is better than one just tells you, "Okay, do this, do that." You know, and um, you know, just opening people's hearts and just you know, telling people you know, using my voice and influence to share with people why this stuff is important, you know, whether it's, you know, being involved with the community or, you know, helping the homeless, whatever it is, you know, whatever cause I choose, just being able to lead by example and showing people, you know, this is important and hopefully opening their hearts and minds to wanting to do this stuff. You know, like I said, motivating people is what I think is a big challenge. So just seeing that, you know, hopefully would encourage people to do that. So, yeah. That's awesome, awesome. Uh, so cool. I mean, I think that's that's hopefully what we're doing here today mm-hmm. is is giving uh, you a chance to to share a little bit of your story, uh, and I hope this has inspired folks to get involved mm-hmm. and to be motivated to uh, to help either with the organizations you've mentioned or another organization. Uh, so this is the time in the show where we generally ask our visitors, our guests, to, to share a little bit about how they can get involved. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the organizations that you mentioned just give us a a short blurb on kind of where where people can go um, to find out more and to get involved if they're interested in one of the projects. Okay. So I will mention two uh, projects that the mom is doing during Ramadan. Um, we are currently um, planning for, we just actually did our Ramadan uh, care packages. Um, that's already finished, but I just did want to mention nice. that. What, we what were, are the Ramadan care packages? So we uh, collected funds from the community and, um, you know, created packages with like, you know, rice, oil, flour, you know, food items that Stables. refugee families could use during Ramadan. Um, and we were able to help 30 families with that. So, awesome. um, and these are the same families that we will invite to the iftar. Okay. So, um, the iftar, the annual iftar will be held on June 1st. Uh, June we haven't, 1st. yes, we haven't picked uh, the venue yet, but we are looking for donors to, um, donate to cover the cost of the iftar. And we do invite families to come, you know, come and join us. And like I said, I think, 
on top of just being able to serve them food, they really enjoy just seeing the community and being involved. And so it would be really nice. And if you want to get more information, um, you can visit the, the mom page on Facebook is, or Instagram. Is, the mom cares. The is, mom cares. Yes. So if you just search on Facebook for yes. the mom cares, that'll come up. And yes. The mom is T A M A M. Yes. Okay. Um, and same with Instagram at the mom cares T A M A M. C-A-R-E-S. Cool. Um, and then our e-toy drive will be on May 18th. We hold it at uh, the IR um, from 12 to 3. Yeah. You can come in with a new $20 gift uh, unwrapped, and you can come in there. Again, I think it's a great time to bring your kids. You know, they get to pick a, make a card and pick their wrapping paper. We'll wrap it for them. And you get a little prize. You know, the kids get a prize, not the adults. <laughs> and, um, you know, for coming in. And those uh, gifts go to needy and refugee Muslim families as well as the UNC Children's Hospital. We donate to awesome. as well. Yeah. Very so, cool. And to find out more information again, about that, yes. same same place? Exactly, yes. At the Mom Cares or on Facebook at yes. the Mom Cares. Yeah, and there is an email list, but, uh, you know, if you just go on the, the Mom Cares, you can reach out right. to us that way too. And same place if anybody wants to donate financially, support, yes. same place. Yeah. Um, and then um, I'll just mention quickly that you can follow if you want updates on the youth committee Thrive. Uh, if uh, for Instagram, it's at Thrive underscore IAR, and I believe it's the same for um, Facebook. And then, of course, the Lighthouse Project LH Proj at LH Proj for Instagram, yep. and they're on Facebook as well. So yeah. Very and cool. oh, and if you want to join the Triangle Muslim Moms group, <laughs> there's women only. If, you, if you're not already part of the <laughs> if Triangle you're not Muslim already Moms part group, of it, yeah. yeah, that's on Facebook as well. So Very yeah, nice. again, Triangle Muslim Moms, just search for that. And exactly. Come up. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I really want to thank you today <laughs> for joining us, uh, telling us a little bit about your story, about your passion. Uh, I hope uh, that we've inspired some of your listeners to you know uh, follow in, in Nadia Khan's <laughs> footsteps or get involved with some of the projects that Nadia has going on. Uh, I, think, I think tremendous work that uh, Nadia is doing in the community uh, and really excited to see where, where your projects go. Yeah, thank Thanks you. Again. Thank you so much for having me. All right, take care. <laughs>